0: Hey, it's Michael and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with this week's conversation about resilience. But first, if you wish to create a better life and have a better career, then please visit michaelo'brienshift.com and download your free workbook on how to create a better life. In it, you'll discover ways to find more energy for the things and the people who matter most to you so you can create a better tomorrow. Hey there, it's Michael, and welcome back, or welcome to the Kintsugi Podcast. It's time for another conversation about resilience. And as I do every day, I like to say today's a great day to have a great day. So I hope you set your intentions to have a meaningful day today. Now, I want to start by taking you back to when I was younger. Back then, I had a temper and a half. My parents would say, I have an Irish temper. I would lose my cool about a lot of things. Sometimes it felt like almost everything. They took home movies of me losing it before, of course, smartphones and all that jazz, those home movies that you would project up onto your living room wall. And I love my parents deeply, but they were trying to use shame and embarrassment to help me change my relationship with my emotions and my temper and my anger, and it worked. What happened is I just repressed all that stuff until I had my near-death cycling accident, which I call my last bad day. More on that in a moment. But I would get into arguments a lot with the one thing I could not beat. And through my accident, my last bad day, my near-death cycling accident, when that SUV hit me, for those who have listened into the Kintsugi podcast since the beginning, you know my story. If you don't, you can check it out on our website. Well, through the subsequent recovery, I discovered how to let those emotions go, how to process them instead of packing them into my backpack or repressing them as I was doing most of my life. That's what shame and embarrassment did for me, at least for me. Well, I discovered how to let it go so a bad moment wouldn't turn into a bad day or longer. I also discovered this reality. That reality, along with, let's well, say, God, universe, mother nature, will they win 100% of their arguments, which makes acceptance a critical skill to develop if we want to become more resilient, if we wish to create a better tomorrow. And when I say acceptance, I'm not talking about tolerating less than. It's not about not having high standards or giving in or giving up or any of that jazz, or. In particular, losing your thirst for better. In fact, through the work I do, through my career, through my recovery, i discovered that acceptance helps us to get to better faster. It means to surrender to reality as opposed to fighting with it, pushing against it. Without acceptance, it's hard, dare I'll say, almost impossible to take action that can move you forward. So often we just argue with reality, expecting to win that argument. And here's the thing about us crazy human beings, is that when we're not making shift up in our heads, you know, that story you tell yourself that I tell myself, I call it MSUing. We spend a lot of time there just making up stories. So when we're not there, we do spend a lot of time fighting with reality, fighting with what is. That's what acceptance is all about. Hey, it's like this. Take again my accident as an example. In the beginning, I burned so many calories in my hospital bed when I was in traction, arguing with the fact that it shouldn't have happened. I was fighting with reality. This shouldn't have been. I did everything right that morning. Life isn't fair. Why did this happen to me? Like, why do Bad things happen to good people, all that stuff. I was just like duking it out with reality in the hospital. And reality was winning that argument because all the energy I put forth, all the cortisol and adrenaline that was rushing through my body when we fight, when I was fighting back then, didn't change the fact of what is or what was. That I survived a near-death cycling accident and I was in, in, I was in pretty bad shape. So fighting with reality, having that argument or debate wasn't going to change the fact that I was still in the hospital and I had a long recovery in front of me. And we do this all the time. Think about all the times we ignore or fight the facts or argue with science on global issues, things in your community, in your company, or even on a personal level. Like I want my boss to be different. I wish my boss was was not the guy that he is. And we just argue with the reality of he is who he is. Again, we debate science, we debate facts. Yes, we can have different perspectives, but ultimately the facts help us see what is. So when we spend all that time or we ignore the facts or fight the facts, when that happens, What it does is it feeds our addiction to being right. It triggers that amygdala, the limbic system, the reptile brain, reptilian brain, as some people will say. That addiction to being right, whew, that leads us down a path to nowhere. Then everything becomes a battle. And then we spiral down into a rabbit hole and we don't create a better tomorrow. We end up playing the victim. We don't become resilient. Now, what I learned as well through my recovery is that before we can get to acceptance, we need a little awareness. Actually, we need a whole bunch of awareness. Without it, our worldview can be really narrow. And we can't see what is sometimes. It's like we have a ton of blind spots. And for any drivers out there, it's hard to drive if you have a ton of blind spots. But if we put, actually, When we put forth emotional labor that can help widen our aperture, build our awareness, enhance our awareness, we can start to see things a little bit differently. We can see other people's perspectives. And I think this is a quality we need a lot of right about now. And when we have more awareness, we have more facts along with our intuition, if you will. And then we have an ability to accept, a greater ability to accept what is. And once we get to acceptance, then we can step into gratitude. But gratitude on a deeper emotional level versus just some transactional list, which happens to be the gratitude practice of many, and I'm not judging it, but it's more about just listing out all the things I'm grateful for, like my family, this meal, hot water, heat, especially as I'm recording this because it's really cool today as opposed to feeling it, because ultimately emotions drive our behavior. This is really key, this type of emotional level gratitude. Because transactions rarely change anything, but emotions certainly do. Our emotions, in essence, get the first crack at our experiences. How we see the world, our worldview, that's awareness, will shape how we feel about it which then will help us see what we still have and can do. That's a good chunk of what gratitude is all about. And then we can start building with those tools and those people around us, creating that better world, creating that better tomorrow. And this month, we step into Black History Month here in the US, and this can be a really powerful month for all of us to gain more awareness. Accept what is, feel gratitude, and then take some action, action that's day in and day out type of action to create more diversity, equity, and belonging in the world, to make it a great day. We need all that. And this month, the month of February, I think is an excellent month to do it. So my invitation to you this month is To work on enhancing your awareness on diversity, equity, and belonging issues. I know I will be, and I'll be sharing some things on my blog. So if you don't subscribe to the blog, please do. I'll be able to provide some different resources to help enhance your awareness. And when you have more awareness, we can all get to that level of acceptance for what is. And the what is is a paradox that our country has so much so much wonder in it, so much wonderful in it, beauty, all that jazz, but it has its scars, it has a checkered history, like how we've treated our indigenous people all the way up to today in racism. And once we stop arguing with reality that, you know, we don't have a history with dehumanizing others, cause we do. We have a history of dehumanizing others here in this country, as many countries do. We have that history here in the US as well. Well, once we stop arguing with that fact, that reality, then we can feel the type of gratitude we need to feel, the gratitude of this moment, that this moment gives us greater awareness. And with that, again, more acceptance, and then take some action to create a culture, to create a peloton, as I would say, of more belonging. Because I don't know about you, but in order to be resilient, we can't do this by ourselves. Yeah, we can get back up onto our feet after we've been knocked down, but to go forward, we need more awareness, we need more wisdom, but we need each other. That's how we go far. That's how we create a better tomorrow. I believe this, and if you're listening, I trust that you believe this as well, that once we can truly see, hear, and feel everyone, we can create a reality that benefits everyone. And it starts with acceptance and awareness and maybe ending our battle with reality, that we understand that reality is gonna win 100% of its arguments. So thank you for joining us for another conversation about resilience. Thanks for subscribing and rating or sending me a comment on our Kintsugi podcast. Until next week, I hope you have a beautiful one, a meaningful one. Remember to pause, breathe, and reflect. And of course, have fun. Storm in the castle. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.